Okay, so hi, this is Jenny. This is Erica. And we are co-hosts of the Unready Podcast. So we are recording this podcast because we want to talk about the things in life that we were unready for and put them out there and um, maybe tell some stories along the way. Yeah, I think I found out pretty early on that I wasn't ready for a lot of things. But adulting is kind of where it all comes to a peak, where you find out what you were really, really not ready for. And you become responsible for, like, everything, like yourself, (laughs) and then especially, in your case, other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Animals. Yeah. Houses. Cars. Houses. Mortgages. all, All of these things. And, like, also... Just, like, things that, like, you kind of take for granted, like, making doctor's appointments and stuff like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you know, remembering to buy toilet paper when it's getting low, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Just having to maintain a life. There's, like, all these memes out there that, where they're like, isn't it just weird that you're, like, an adult and, like, you could go buy whatever you want? Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to make the decision on whether you should or not. Yeah. And, like, who who let me do that? Yeah. <laughs> who said that was okay for me to be on my own? <laughs> and I know this isn't, like, unheard of. This isn't, like, something people have all, like, heard this being said before. But there's really not enough, like, life skill classes or anything. And I feel like parents prepare us in some ways. And, I mean, I'm sure some better than others. But, like... In some ways, you just really don't know until you're in the thick of it, you know? Well, and now that I am a parent, I'm learning that there is no handbook for parenting. Yeah. So, like, your parents prepared you the best that they knew how, but right. no one told them how to parent. No. And they, no one told their parents how to parent. No. <laughs> and then back into the dawn age where <laughs> cavemen were just like, I hope you survive. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> I guess we'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's cr- thinking about like, and I mean, you and I have both been responsible for children that aren't our own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do not have children. I have I have dogs, um, and you have pets and children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I feel like in some ways there's some things you learn, right? Like it it definitely helps, and um, there's like I remember like having times where there's like some scary moments and childcare, you know, where, like, a kid was sick or, like, you know, got hurt or something like that, and there's kind of, like, that panic, but, like, for the most part, I think, like, it's the day-to-day being in the thick of it every day and that being your Mm -hmm. main responsibility is keeping these people alive, healthy, safe, loved, sheltered, and, like, you know, really, like, other than, like, the, the essentials, the other thing is, like, Making sure they turn out to be a good person and giving them the skills and the experiences to, to you know, um, nourish that is just so much work. Yeah. I think my favorite part is, like, when you are in a situation and it's, like, very overwhelming mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my God, I need adult. Like, I need an adult. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, shit, I am the adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, when did that happen? When... When? Yeah. When did that happen? And there's, there isn't exactly a specific moment, but there's definitely um, situations that have, I guess, made me more of an adult, but still. I may have mentioned this to you before, but I feel like 
there was definitely a time in my life, like in my, probably my early to mid twenties, maybe like 24 sounds reasonable where I was like, oh my God, I should, I should have been like so much easier on my parents. Like I was such a terrible kid at times and I was like so difficult and you kind of realize you reflect and you realize that your parents were growing up too Mm -hmm. it wasn't just you it's like and I was the first too so there's that like they were figuring it all out and they were dealing with things that they haven't dealt with before and like of course like they're gonna make mistakes and but like I mean I'm very lucky my you know my parents always like put had our best interests in mind and you know I know that but like as a kid like I mean, like, all you can think about is, like, what you want, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know. I have a question. How old were your parents when they had you? Um, I think my mom, okay, so I was born in 88. I think my mom was 26. Mm-hmm. I think my mom was 26 and my dad was 27, or maybe they maybe 28. I think my mom was, was 26 or 27 and my dad was like 27 or 28. So yeah, you reached, you've had that moment where you are past the age yes. of them <laughs> having kids yeah. and you're like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you remember a time in your childhood when they were the age that you are now? Yes, right? absolutely. Do you have memories from that early on? Mm-hmm. That they were... Because I have two younger brothers, and I, I do remember. I have a pretty good memory long-term. I remember being – I don't really have memories before my baby brother. So Kevin and I are a little more than two years apart. And then Colin and I are just about five years apart. Hmm. And I have memories of, like, me growing up with Kevin when Kevin was a baby and – um like what I would consider like core memories, like my first like really important memories Mm -hmm. and my brother Colin. So yes, I like, I remember them younger than I am now and like about around this age. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it's crazy because I say all the time, I'm like, my parents like kept us alive, healthy, fed, safe, sheltered. They got us back and forth to school. I mean, they had help. Like you know, they say it takes a village, mm-hmm. of course, like, they, they had their, you know, parents and, and, you know, their, their circle, but, um, I'm like, you know, they were so involved, I was very lucky to have very involved parents, my dad always coached our teams, my mom always went to every single doctor's appointment and show and game and, you know, um, so, I like think about that. I'm like, God, that must have been so expensive and so exhausting. <laughs> and they also maintained like a pretty booming social life and both had careers. Like how? 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 <laughs> <laughs> there was three of us. They were outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had pets. So like, it's just, I think about it now and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm here with like a dog and a husband and a job and there's some days where I can just barely get by doing that, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't reached that point yet. My parents were a little bit older because they uh, worked for really hard. They struggled with fertility, and then mm-hmm. they adopted us. So um, I have not reached that point yet because I'm not yet 30. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure when that moment will come. I think for me, too, it's like I, I will routinely forget my age. Yeah. And I feel like I lost a couple years there when I was pregnant. <laughs> Definitely in the beginning of 
babyhood. Um, but I, and I feel like cause I, I look young and cause I'm short. Yeah. I'm like, I, sometimes I'm like, people will, will ask me like, Oh, so like, are you graduating this year? And I'm like, yeah. from college? No, that was a while ago. <laughs> so I got, constantly get like mistaken. I get ID'd a lot, but, um, I, I have a hard time. Like, I'm like, am I like with the early 20 year olds? Like, and then mm-hmm. they start talking about like, you know, what are they going to do after they graduate? And I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not that bracket of people. Mm-hmm. So then am I like the early 30-year-olds? And I'm like, maybe, but, you know, a lot of our friends have, like, a little bit older kids, mm-hmm. and I'm still, like, the younger kid. So, I don't know, I just feel like I'm very much, like, in <laughs> in the center. Yeah. In the middle. I don't have quite the right age identity yet. <laughs> I feel like I had a little bit of, like, an identity crisis with my age because growing up when I was younger – um, when I was, like, like in middle school and, like, maybe the start of high school, like, I was pretty developed, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And had curves, and I think, like, a lot of people thought I was older. I know in middle school when I started in Song Meadows, they thought I was a high school kid, and for a while. <laughs> um, and, but because I'm short, and I haven't grown since, like, the fourth or fifth grade... <laughs> As the years progressed, like, people thought I was younger, and I, I, for a while I looked pretty young. My parents also look young for their age. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I look older, but, like, I remember going to the Eastfield Mall, and there's, like, it was, like, during the day, and there's security, like, there was, at the time, I don't think there is anymore, there was security there, because they had a law, or a law, a rule in place there that if you were under 15 or 16 or something like that, you had to be... Into a parent? Yes. Yeah, my mom did that too. There was a couple of yeah. stabbings and they like... Well, that's the same with yours. I think it was like... Man, malls had some like dicey times I back then. It was like necessarily <laughs> violence. Probably. I'm sure there was violence. But yeah. I think it was also like kids also like causing a bit of destruction yeah. and stuff like that and maybe like shoplifting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I remember going in when I was like... 21 I must have been 20 or 21 and walking through the mall because I wanted to like stop at Old Navy and a couple different places and the security guard stopped me and was like absolutely not absolutely not where's your I like do you have some form of identification Mm -hmm. and or they were like where's your parent I'm like I'm 21 (laughs) are you gonna buy me something are you gonna buy me a drink yeah (laughs) Don't ask for my ID unless you're buying me a drink. Yeah, like, and they were like, nope, nope. And I'm like, I, they're like, do you have some form of ID? I'm like, yeah, my license, my driver's license, because I drove myself here, you know. Because um, I can vote and have a car. Yes, like, yeah. I wasn't necessarily an adult at that point, but I thought I was. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I think that there was, like, kind of, like, this weird... And for a while, my brother, Kevin, like, he, some people thought he was older than me. Mm-hmm. We're only, two, he's only two years younger than me. Um, so there was overlap when we were, like, in schools together. Um, but he has always been able to, like, he's had, like, the ability to grow in a full beard since he was 11. He's nice. a hairy kid. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> so it's not that he looks old, but that obviously, like, mm-hmm. you know, so when he had facial hair, um... Some people thought he was older than me and stuff like that. So, um, 
now, now I say like one thing I was unready for, and we can maybe talk about this more some other time, is like aging, and like a- aging specifically around with women mm. because it's like. <laughs> It's really, we, we have, I mean, like so many other things in life, it's pretty brutal mm-hmm. as far as the standards and the, the double standards, but. I feel like overnight, and I know people like make jokes that like, you know, oh, you turn 30 and then like everything hurts. And I, like, I, I, I haven't even thir- turned 30 yet. And like, I have had that moment where like I wake up and I just can't like roll out of bed and go. Mm-hmm. And like, granted my pregnancy is like, again, added years to my life. So sure. I'm sure like physically I'm like 32 so um and like that probably was resulting of that of like I had a lot of like pelvic pain and like back issues and stuff so now yeah like I used to be able to just like pop up out of bed and jump up and go and like now I'm like things are creaking like I gotta like stretch in the morning oh my god I know, I don't remember the specific day where there was a change in how I <laughs> felt day. getting out of bed in the morning, but I remember, I do mm-hmm. remember realizing when it was like every day, mm-hmm. I was like, God, what <laughs> shit. This is or have you, have you ever had that moment where you like sneezed and you hurt yourself? Yes. Like I've like bent over to pick something up and like been like on the floor and yes. like, I, like I've, I've injured myself, like I need yeah. my life alert. Like, yeah. What have I done? <laughs> or, like, and this is another thing with women, when you sneeze and pee yourself a little. Oh, yeah. That's real fun. <laughs> it's super fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so if you're a listener, you might be unready for some of this stuff, but we're pretty we're pretty open and honest. Yeah, we're going to try and help you be a little bit more ready yeah. by um, talking about how we occasionally pee ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a thing. Just a fact of life. Just a thing. You know, you start out being yourself as a baby, mm-hmm. and then you just comes full circle yeah and that's okay okay with that yeah (laughs) accept it understand that it's a normal part of life (laughs) yeah but also not because the when i went to the pelvic therapist there's like big signs around her office that are like peeing yourself is not something that happens when you get older it's not normal get it looked into so yeah which is good i feel like there's a lot of things that like are taboo that people talk about now too which is i think is something that we're going to try to do like bring some comfort mm. to those conversations here too because like they're they might be uncomfortable conversations to have but like they're really important because i feel like there's especially like when it comes to like medical stuff and self-care oh, and yeah. mental health i mm-hmm. think is a huge one like you you really like have to learn how to be honest and advocate for yourself and have those difficult conversations mm-hmm. that like the best way I guess I can say is get comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And I think that's something that has happened as, you know, becoming a parent, but also as getting older. And mm-hmm. like, I've heard that a lot from people is like mm-hmm. your thirties and your forties, you're just kind of like over that hump of like, people have to approve of me. Like I have to make myself smaller. I have to, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that, you know, I'm looking the way that I want to look or like I have some, you know, unreasonable idea in my head that I have to be like 10 pounds skinnier whatever like you kind of tend to kind of lose that a little bit as you get older as in like I don't need to be everyone's like cup of tea like I don't need to get approval from people like my circle is smaller now and that's the way I like it I've cut out people that I don't need in my life like I've I've cut out people that will never get approval from and like that is like a little more empowering to Mm -hmm. be like I don't 
I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. this is the way I, I think for me, because I haven't reached that, like, I think, I think most people have said, like, in your late 30s and 40s, it's like that, that time that comes around. Yeah. But I think for me, like, having kids is like one of those things that gives me that, like, like, I, I keep two humans alive and like, so I don't need anyone's approval. Like, I don't need, yes. I don't need to have anyone give me permission for anything. Yeah. Although I do need to, like, ask my husband when I can leave the house, which is annoying, but, because <laughs> he has to, to, to take care of the kids, so, the like, kids, yeah, and I will say, like, I still call my parents and ask them things all the time, <laughs> because, again, like, being unready and kind of unprepared for what life throws at you, like, sometimes you need your parents to keep parenting you, like, parenting doesn't stop when you move out or at age 18, it's, <laughs> it's a lifelong commitment, <laughs> pretty much. But. Yeah, that's the other change that's happened. I think when I was younger, I was, like, very much opposed to calling my parents. Like, mm-hmm. I would, like, yes. be on the side of the road, like, stranded and, you know, be like, I will call AAA. I yeah. will, you know, walk to the nearest. figure this out myself. Yeah, no one's going to help me. I don't want to call anyone. I'll call them later and be like, so, this thing happened. <laughs> and, like, I remember my dad being like, well, why didn't you call me? And I'd be like, yes. well, you wouldn't have been able to help me because you live up in like Maine and I don't you can't you know fly down and help me so I'm gonna help myself and now I'm like you know I can call and ask for advice even though I know you're not gonna like swoop in and help me now like I feel less less self-conscious about calling them yes (laughs) absolutely absolutely and I think like it's so funny because I feel like when you're a young kid and you're an adolescent and a young adult you're like trying it's like independence is still new right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember as a kid, all I wanted to do was be able to drive myself around and have my own job so I could pay for things. I was so focused, laser focused on independence that I let a lot of other things kind of go by the wayside, to be honest with you. Like, I I was one of those kids that was very academically gifted, and then, but also, like, just my ADHD brain could not focus on anything, mm-hmm. and I had really bad social anxiety, um, and just acted out a lot as a kid you know, struggled with mental health, but I wasn't, like, a bad kid, but I constantly found myself, like, just cutting corners and, like, leaving school, (laughs) skip school. I was chronically, like, one of those kids who was a chronic skipper, like, the, what are those officers called? The, um... The truants. The truants. Yeah, the truancy officers. I'm sure knew my name, you know? (laughs) Um... But I was so, like, I just wanted to be independent. I wanted to be able to, like, take care of myself without the understanding of what that really means mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you just don't know as a kid. And it starts, like, you know, I remember, like, graduating high school and, like, going to college and getting a job and kind of, like, putting some of those pieces together, like, paying for my own bills and and paying for all of the things that I need. Um, and you start to get, like bites and pieces of that but like now full circle I mean there's still some times where I'm like like we are from our furnace we struggle with our furnace and last winter when I was having problems again I called my dad I'm like I need your help like you know (laughs) dad help yeah (laughs) need your help because we don't know what to do so there's still like now like you said like I'm more I, I think like when you're young it's like you're so you want that independence and you have all this pride too mm-hmm. and you're pride. you always yeah. have to be right a lot of pride. and in control when you're really not but um like your ego takes over where now like, 
I don't care. Just, just I want it fixed. I want to know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me the answer and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I was, <laughs> I was just thinking and just talking about um, misbehaving as a child. Um, my mom, went, last time I visited her, was very proud because she cleaned out uh, all of this alcohol that she had in her house mm-hmm. that I think she said some of it she moved with, which mm-hmm. I moved from Oregon to Connecticut when I was in the middle of sixth grade. Mm. So she had some, like, wines and stuff, and we're like, honestly, now it's, like, vintage. Like, now you've aged it well. Yeah. We're like, get some money for those. I think they're supposed to be, like, stored on their side or something. I think that's what my husband's saying. Um, but, yeah, so she was pointing out, she was very proud. She was like, I dusted them off. Like, I kept some of them. I was like, uh, I'm very proud of you. Um, if it's clear alcohol, did you test it? She was like, no, why would I test it? Like, it doesn't go bad. I know where this is going. <laughs> I was like, there's a, there's a high chance that a good portion of that is water. Yeah. She was yeah. like, why? Why would it be water? Yeah. I was like, well, my mom is very, uh, not sheltered, but like naive yeah. in, in some of the, uh, the, t- the tricks of the uh, adolescence. Yeah. Um, my parents were not. My dad especially. They were on to you? They know. Oh, yeah. My da- my dad especially. I think, like, my mom, yes, like, her and I, it was more of, like, the attitude. We were, like, you know, bumping heads. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, though, like, as a kid who kind of did some of the same stuff as I did, was just like, I know every trick in the book, kid, you know? <laughs> and, it, yeah, there's actually, like, this TikTok that I saw that made me think of, and it was like, you know, this guy reacting to his parents, like, opening a bottle of, of vodka and being like, this isn't, this is so weak. Like, it's, it tastes so watered down. He's mm, going, like, how weird. bizarre. You know, like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's time. As like, evaporated. A, as, like, a 16-year-old kid, you know, reacting to that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that's, that's so accurate. Yeah. It's funny. I, I never, like, did anything that was that bad. You know, I... I would say that when I think about, like, I think as a, ki- a young kid, I thought I was being really bad, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought I was, like, cool and stuff, but um, it wasn't, like, I mean, yeah, I probably drank alcohol when I shouldn't have, but I never had, like, a problem. Um, yes, I smoked weed, tried smoking cigarettes, which were gross, and um, skipped school all the time, but, like, I never did anything bad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wasn't doing anything wrong or, like, up to no good, really. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, no, there was no, like, brushes with the law. I know I uh, egged my ex-boyfriend's car once. Actually, no. <laughs> what? I think I... I did I, not expect to hear that. I, I don't... I, I think I'm wrong because I don't think I could afford the egg, but for some reason I had Gogurt, and we, like, <laughs> Gogurted his car or something. Mm-hmm. And then I remember him, like, messaging me, like, I knew it was you. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Real mature. Yeah. Oh, but no, God. that was probably the worst. Other than, like, yeah, I I definitely was late to school a lot. I don't know if I ever skipped school. But yeah. I left early. Like, I have, like, a free period at the end of the day. and I. But we had, like, two security officers, and one was, like, older dirt and yeah. he like could not care and he just like sat by the door and I would literally be like bye Bob and he'd be like 
Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, like, so senior year, I remember I had, like, a free period, and then I had, like, an externship, and, I mean, after a while, like, they didn't make me go every day, and I, my senior year was really tough. Mm. I was dealing with a lot. There was a family member who was really sick. I lost my cousin in kind of, like, a freak accident, so it was, like, there's a lot going on, and I didn't want to be at school most days, you mm-hmm. know? So I kind of just went in for a half day and, like, left, mm-hmm. um, which was nice. But, like, I, ugh, like, there are sometimes I think about, like, high school, and I'm like, oh, God, like, why didn't I just, like, chill out and just sit down and focus? Because, <laughs> I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like, there's okay. nothing I can do about it now, but it's, like... I think people, when they ask, like, oh, like, like, or when people say no regrets, no, I have so many regrets. <laughs> I don't regret having regrets. I think they right. made me the person I am. Learning experiences, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so many regrets. Like, there's, mm-hmm. I could have, I mean, I could have gone to a great college. I could have had other experiences if I focused and, um, you know, did, focused on what was important rather than, like, meeting up with my friends and, like, you know, hanging out and doing whatever, like, it's just, as a, as a kid, you just don't, some kids are good, and they're, like, I know that, like, I look at, like, the kids who, like, did really well and were really successful and, and, um, like, never did anything wrong, and I'm, like, God, like, the discipline that you must have to have mm-hmm. as a hormonal teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, just, like, that, like, blew my mind. Like, I would be like, oh, my God, like, these kids, like, are literally going to school every single day and sitting in a classroom and doing all of their assignments and studying really hard because, like, they're so focused on being successful. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that, like, was the last thing I cared about Mm -hmm. when I was, like, a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always wish that I had that kind of ability to pin something down mm-hmm. and just go with it. Mm-hmm. But I could never choose what it was going to be. No, me and and I'm actually kind of glad for that because like my favorite phrase, especially when like comparing myself to my husband is like I know a lot of things. There are a lot about or a little bit of a lot of things. Yes, like, I agree. I, I have a lot of like soft skills. Yes. And uh, I think that makes me easy to relate to people and easy to, like, talk about things yeah. with people. And I have, like, a large amount of curiosity for things. Um, and so, which is probably the reason why I wasn't able to pin anything down. Yeah. But, and, like, my husband's the opposite, who is very, like, focused, focused yes. and has, like, a specialty. Yeah. And that's really cool, too. Like, I would have loved to have been able to find a specialty and, like, focused on that and deep dive into it. But yes. my brain would not let me. I feel like, and you know, I've talked about true crime so much. I'm such a true crime <laughs> addict, and like, mm-hmm. you know, like if if I knew what I knew now, like would I have gone into you know criminal law or like you know ab- abnormal psych or something like that? Mm-hmm. Because I have such like a an interest in it, and I mean, like, there's so many times you could say like, okay, like if things were different, if I did this, but. I would agree with you, and I think we're similar in that way, probably, where, like, we had a lot of different experiences and a lot of different interests, and we dipped our toes in, Mm -hmm. and yes, like, those experiences have made us, like, you know, richer as people, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, and I mean, I do appreciate, though, those people, like your husband, and same with Chris, too, my husband, like, who have, like, 
they've had like a specific focus for most of their life or career who are so have so much knowledge on it mm-hmm. you yeah. know and they have so much experience and stuff like that and it's it's uh you know especially like I think about like what Jim's getting into is, is doing now too I mean like this is like it's still like to me like it's not new but it's still like a big piece of like you know kind of like the future mm-hmm. right so you know being able to talk to somebody who kind of like can talk about like the innovations and things that we should be doing for sustainability and in the future is like pretty cool mm-hmm. you know yeah very overwhelming <laughs> yes yes that was unready for uh as an adult, you have to start thinking about those things and start thinking about things in kind of a macro level. Oh, my God. And, but without letting it completely overwhelm you. Yeah. Because that's the hardest part. It's kind of the um, kind of gatekeeping of, like, what's what you're going to let get to you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And your family. Absolutely. It's crazy that they, and I know, you know, people have said this, too. It is crazy that, like, they expect you to figure out, like, what your career and life will be like starting in high school yeah it's nuts to me that's like it's like you go from having to ask to go to the bathroom to like you are completely on your own and you have all the autonomy yeah like that goes terribly terribly wrong I'm hoping that like in the future my kids will decide on like a gap year or like to travel or something because like the I'm very grateful for my college experience but uh I don't use my degree. Yeah. I used a lot of the life experience and mm-hmm. a lot of the social skills I learned in college, but, and I, and I still talk about the courses that I take. I love them and they're yeah. so interesting and I would have loved to be like an eternal student and just go back and like audit classes Same. forever and ever and yes. ever if I didn't have to do the homework. Yes. <laughs> um, Agreed. But yeah, it is nuts to me that they're like, okay, like, you know, go from having in a completely structured environment and then now you choose your own schedule and you, you know, yeah, are in charge of your life. Basically. I wasn't able to do it. I, like, I mean, I, there was, like, schools that I had applied to, but really, like, I knew I was going to go to stick. One, because, again, my senior year was really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to be away from my family. I didn't want to be on my own. Um, and also, like, again, social anxiety thing is there, but also, like, you know, I felt like I could be more independent and find more of who I was if I had was able to dip my toes in the water with community college mm-hmm. and, like, working and stuff like that first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that I did that. I went, I mean, I stopped going to college and went back several times and changed my focus. And I finally went back and, like, got a degree in, you know, education um, at Stick and then... Um, didn't end up ever finishing my, my four year degree, but, um, I'm glad that I did that. And I will say like, you know, I hope that like in the future, more kids like choose to either work at trades or community colleges. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because it was so beneficial mm-hmm. and it really helped me. And I think a part of that too is like, there is a lot more diversity Mm-hmm. I remember stick like there's all these different people from all these backgrounds, all these ages mm-hmm. that you're interacting with, and when I did a semester at Westfield State after I graduated from stick, I was older. I was 25, 26, 26 I think, um, and it was just all these young kids mm-hmm. 
that didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it was really, I couldn't stay there because of that. I was like, this mm-hmm. is not the right environment for me. And like, I always said, I wish Dick had like a four year program just because I, that environment was like such a better environment mm-hmm. to kind of like learn all of the things, like get the life skills really mm-hmm. is what it comes down yeah. to. Is get those life skills. Yeah. 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 Which I mean is essentially why we decided on this podcast because life skills mm-hmm. is what a lot of uh, early life is lacking. Yeah, educating, and I guess you you pick those up as you experience things. So mm-hmm. we're talking about you know what we've experienced and what kind of life skills we picked up. Yeah, and I will say that like you know obviously everybody's experience is different and everybody comes from a different background. And has different support, right? So mm-hmm. it's tough because, like, I know that I, I'm very privileged to come from the scenario and situation that I came from where my parents were involved and they taught me a lot of things. There's a lot of things they didn't teach me either. Um, but, like, you know, they were aware, like, you know, I remember the first time I had to file my taxes. My dad kind of, like, showing me how to do it. And then, like, the next, from, the, from then on, I've done all my taxes every year. Mm-hmm. You know, I can understand how if nobody sits down with you and kind of helps walk you through that, I mm-hmm. I mean, how in the world, like, it, right? and I mean, they make it way more complicated than it should mm-hmm. be in the U.S. Seriously. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or if you don't have the means to pay someone to help you walk you through it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which, yeah. I mean, I know, like, that. There's a ton of people who do pay for it because they just don't want to deal with it or they have a lot of assets or they have a business, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. But yes, there are also people that literally pay for it because they don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. or how to do it, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, like, if money wasn't an issue, I would pay somebody to do my taxes. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like, if I had all the money in the world to spend, of course, I'd rather, you know, support somebody else's career and pay Mm -hmm. them to do my taxes. Right. But, (laughs) funny, I might take it every year. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the other thing I was going to mention, too, is, like, I think I was, like, really unprepared for, um, and I'll probably save this for maybe, like, a future podcast, um, but we talked about it a little bit. I was like unprepared for several things and really like like health wise mental health physical health because I think growing up as a kid and like your expectation of what you're um we've we've definitely talked about this like what like you can do for yourself and what your body's capable of like Mm -hmm. you just realize like over time if like you're not a normal person with good health that like there's certain things that like are going to be more difficult and are going to impact your life. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that like as an adult who struggles with like chronic pain and, and uh, chronic health issues, um, like I, I, there was a moment a few years back where I just felt like I was like so behind because of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And cause again, I compare myself to my parents who like, were successful raising Mm -hmm. a family and like doing well essentially and just like us like you know struggling financially me struggling just like career-wise to move forward to like the next 
I mean, just kind of advancing. And then also, like, um, just, yeah, like, my health kind of, like, holding me back, right? And, like, restricting and limiting some of the things that I was trying to accomplish in life. And I think, like, what's really important is, like, just kind of that overall um, understanding of, like, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, we might, we might grow up seeing one experience, and maybe mm-hmm. a specific experience is generally, maybe, I guess generally there might be, like, situations you see that are kind of more common, but, like, everybody progresses differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, at one point, I was one of my, o- the only friends who had, like, a really, when I worked at Lego and IT, I had a career, like, making good money and had all this responsibility, and then I got laid off in that, cha- and I had health problems that came up, and everything changed, and I felt like all of a sudden, all of my friends were, had great careers, were getting married, were moving into houses, were having kids, and I was like, oh my god, I'm being left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe we can talk, get into that deep dive more into that because I feel like that's a pretty, pretty large can of worms to get into, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think, yeah, uh, very much not aware of the fact that like life is not linear mm-hmm. and in like several aspects of, I remember like when I first met my husband, we talked about how like we would love to be the people who are not the, you know, follow the linear path of life of like, you know, meet, date, marry, kids, you know, life, retirement, die. Mm -hmm. Like that's just like the line that you are expected to go on. Yeah. And, um, and then like recently, you know, we're looking around and we're like, well shit, we are on that line. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that like, you don't necessarily need to follow that line, but sometimes things just fall into place, and yep. that's why the line exists. <laughs> that's right. why people talk about it that way, because things just happen to fall in and go in a linear direction. And I think, too, like, societally, things change, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- somebody brought this point up, and I thought it was really, uh, really kind of important because it's not something that I really thought about before, but... You know, you have a lot of people like our parents or people a little older than our parents who, you know, were able to buy houses and and do things. And, and, you know, it seemed like pretty, pretty easily. And, you know, somebody said, like, you have to realize like things like like credit scores didn't exist until not too long ago. Mm -hmm. So your parents might not 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 have needed to have a credit score to get approved for something or whatever. You know, it's much more based on kind of like personal history and stuff like that. And it's like now there's all these things in society, these checks and balances that you kind of have to like hit. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to like, you know, get, like make sure that you're doing these things so that way, uh, I mean like stuff like like paying a bill, you know what I mean? So it doesn't go into collection right. and, the, you know, people garnishing your wages or something like that for that. like those systems were in place because technology really wasn't a factor. Right. And now it's like we have all these um, all these kind of things that we have to do, which like yes, I understand it's like kind of like the way it should be, right? But at the same time it's it makes everything more complicated and harder. So much more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and it it makes it so that if 
you are, you know, going along your track of life and then something happens Mm -hmm. that bumps you off of it, it is incredibly difficult to get back onto it. Right. Absolutely. We are, I mean, I think both you and I are very, very aware of the fact that we are, like, one large accident away from, like, medical debt. Yes. And, like, everybody Mm -hmm. is. Literally everybody that we know is probably one, you know, bad accident away from potentially losing their house. Yeah. And, like, that's crazy if you think about it. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's a stress that our parents necessarily had. No. Um, no. Because they were also, you know, I know, you know, back in the day it was just more of, like, tangible. Things were just more Mm -hmm. tangible. You had your, your checkbook that you balanced in front of you. So everything was, like, very right there and like now with you know things can be online things you know credit cards are more of a thing now like this Mm -hmm. kind of like invisible non-tangible world is like you know hovering above us and a lot of things are not in our control like yeah you know insurance and I think I read somewhere that the uh biggest source of of um of money that pays for medical bills is crowdfunding now yeah which is crazy Absolutely. yeah which if you think so about it it's it's so sad <laughs> yeah. it's incredibly sad and i mean we all know about inflation and how it's just out of control at this point and you know wages and everything like that um but i you know also just kind of the understanding that yes like you know it was back then yeah, like a single income could support a whole family, mm-hmm. whereas now that's that's not always possible. And, and if it is possible, there's usually some things that you kind of are sacrificing too, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I know for us, like, it wouldn't be possible. If, if one of us were to get laid off, we would have to find another job, mm-hmm. you know, um, or something like that. I mean, like, we wouldn't be completely out on our ass right away but like you know it would definitely be a concern um whereas like you know I look at like my parents like they they both I think for the most part needed to work um but my mom at one point when we were really young went Mm part-time and a part of it was obviously to care for us right Mm -hmm. and because child care is as you know so so mm-hmm. expensive and it's probably something that you guys have had to weigh yeah you know mm-hmm. so um there's that but like at some point she went part-time and the ability to even do that nowadays mm-hmm. is i mean there's so many people who work full both people if you're in a relationship are both working full-time sometimes you have people even working multiple jobs mm-hmm. so which i've done before and it was tiring Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did that most of my early 20s, and I can't even imagine doing that right now. I had the energy then, I, and I don't know how. Yeah. I went out every night. I drove up to UMass Amherst every night because my two best friends went there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, I would get out of work. I worked, like, a second shift. I'd get out of work at 10, drive from Enfield to Amherst, Massachusetts, Mm-hmm. be in Amherst until like anywhere from like 4 to 7 in the morning drive home maybe sleep for a couple hours yeah that like quick power nap yeah mm-hmm. sleep for a couple hours mm-hmm. and then get up and if I had class go to class if I had you know to, to work which most days I did I went to work and then did it all over again and I just remember thinking like I was not I didn't do any drugs 
or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, I... Like, maybe I should have. It yeah. would have been easier, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, but that's the thing. Like, it was fine. Like, right. I was able to do it. Now. Now. Like, you need all of the drugs. <laughs> I work I work from home. And at the end of the workday, I'm like, I am... It's, it's a long it, commute. <laughs> I come out to the couch, and I sit down, and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't do anything. If I have to go out and get groceries, I'm like... Oh my god, I really have to like prepare myself mentally. <laughs> mentally yeah. Like cuz I'm just so drained. I'm like, what happened? What happened? What is happening? I mean, yeah. I used to drive around for hours at night too and like me that was for like funsies? Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends would just like hop in the car, we go somewhere and drive around for hours. Oh, and fun. it was my fa- and I still I could won- never do that cuz I could never afford gas. <laughs> Yeah, see, that that was the one thing about me is I was always the friend with the good job when we were young. Uh-huh. So I always had gas money, and I always I had a full tank of gas. So I was, and I was almost always the one driving. So, yeah. Yeah, I was that. I think I was, like, same experience except for minus the friends because yeah. I think I drove a lot of my friends away because I was like, did you guys get that gas money? <laughs> <laughs> because I was, I was, uh, you know, Paid under the table waitress slash hostess slash occasional dishwasher mm-hmm. slash busboy. Like, I did mm-hmm. all of the jobs because my boyfriend was the manager, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, a story for another podcast, but, mm-hmm. like, he was not even 18, and he, like, ran the whole restaurant. Yeah. And I'm like, was, whose idea was that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I always, and I had, my parents were like, you have to, or my mom was like, you have to pay for your own gas. You have to pay, you know, yeah. if you want to have a car, you have to pay for your own gas. If you want to have a cell phone, you have to pay for your own cell phone. Right. So I worked. Yeah. And then, like, my friends wanted to, like, drive to the mall, and I was like, yeah, but cheap gas money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I probably, they probably got pissed off with me because I was not fun. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, guys, like, be careful. I'm paying for the insurance on this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody can be too crazy in the car. <laughs> I'm paying for it. Yeah. And like, yeah, nobody wants to hang out with that girl. See, I like, I liked being the one to like, kind of be, I guess, more in control. I think of of like the the car situation because I was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there was a few episodes in my day where I was like, oh my god, like just shenanigans, you know adolescent shenanigans but Mm -hmm. for the most part I was the designated driver I was the responsible one Mm -hmm. you know and I I felt there was comfort in that so for sure also when I got my when I turned 21 I got like a little sports coupe and it was like a stick shift and I felt really cool (laughs) and everybody else by the way thought I was very cool so it just like fueled my ego Mm -hmm. they're like oh my god do you know how to drive stick and I'm like yeah and the fact that I was a woman. <laughs> yeah, I who do. Knew who knew how to stick. Uh-huh. Like, there would be, like, guys who didn't know. They'd be like, they'd be like whoa. Like, <laughs> you know how to drive stick? <laughs> nice. <laughs> that impression was very, uh, <laughs> unexpected, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anywho. So, should we wrap it up? Sure. All right. So. Yeah, we could literally talk. We could talk, oh, yes, nice. Jenny and I could, we're so open and we're so, like, uh, I think just, like, willing to just, you know, remove the filter. Yes. Essentially. We um, do not have filters. Yeah. No. But thank you for, for listening. We're hoping to, yeah, bring regular episodes talking about this. And I would say if people 
because um, I figured we're going to create some way to, for people to communicate with us. If people have things, topics they want us to talk about, if we have experience with them, we'll certainly mm. talk about them, I think. Even if we don't, we can still talk about them. Yeah. Talk about how we don't have experience with them. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. This has been the Unready Podcast.